It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Good evening and welcome back to the same old Arsenal podcast. I promise you I'm trying to be happy. It's not easy. I'm sure none of us are. However, um, we're going to try and not make it a completely pure negative podcast. Um, But welcome to everyone in the chat room. Thank you for joining us. My podcast brother from another mother is back. Um, I haven't podded with you for a while, young Chris. How are you? I've had better Sunday evenings. Um, you can even see my cat in the background. He looks a bit depressed. Diago, he's gone. so he's, he's gone. He's, he's like, I don't want to listen to football anymore. I've had no. enough. I'm None following. of us do. Um, no. I, ha- I have to say, though, I honestly really convinced that we were going to win. As soon as Fulham was over, I said to Carl, we're going to win. Now, weirdly, I wasn't at the West Ham game due to um, our dog not being very well. And I wasn't there today because I applied too late because I didn't even see the email. However, don't worry, everybody. I've now applied for all of the FA Cup round that we're now not going to be in. Um, So it's just leaves the Champions League. Um, So I will be at every game. Um, So the two games that I've missed have been absolutely um, terrible results. Although... Possession-wise, football-wise, very different. So, Christopher. Chris was at the game. Um, Yes, and Happy New Year to everybody um, because this is our first show back. Sorry. I'm all over the place because if I'm really honest, really honest, I didn't want to go live tonight. Um, But because we promised and I haven't uh, podded with Chris. and people of our words. Yes, and maybe it'll be cathartic. But at the moment, I'm absolutely fuming. But, and I have to say this, at the very beginning of the show, we do have to stand by our boys. We have to support them. But yet, we will talk about the game. Christopher. I I will also like to point out, I didn't find our atmosphere, unless it didn't come through the TV, I thought it was quite poor. Now, you're in the main hub of the atmosphere. So, what did you think of the atmosphere and the team lineup and take us through? Well, I'll tell you what. Um, I sit in block five, row 11, and I've done, I've done that for 10 years. 
So I pretty much know everyone. I, I know about 30 or 40 people around me, two rows in front, one row in front. There's a family that sit in front of me. There's a uh, dad and his son behind me. So I've got I've got a lot of people I know around me. I reckon I knew about 33% of people there tonight. Oh. I think there was a genuine thing around a lot of people not getting their tickets, not doing it in time like you did right. or whatever it is. Yeah. So it definitely impacted the atmosphere, I think. Uh, where I was, you always get the chanting. There was mm. the singing. So you can't always tell, but you can just tell from other pockets of the uh, of the stadium. Um, team lineup-wise, I was quite happy with it, to be honest with you. I thought Ramsdale coming in, he needs yeah. it. He needs game time. Pleased with that. I thought, I did say this in my blog this morning, I thought Kivior starting. Like, I know he didn't have a great game, but this was a game where we might need to do a bit more defending than we were expecting to do against uh, Fulham. So I thought Kivior, and, you know, in the absence of Zinchenko as well, that's a problem. And as soon as I heard that Gabriel Jesus was out, which rumours emanated this morning, I thought to myself, do you know what? I'll take uh, I'll take a Kai Havertz up top, please, because I don't really want to see, uh, you know, Eddie Nketiah after his anonymous performance against Fulham. Yeah. So broadly speaking, I was sort of OK with it. And if you look at what happened in that first half, it was the right, it seemed like it was the right sort of move, didn't it? Because ultimately... We dominated Liverpool. I looked at halftime. They've had two shots to our 18 or to our 13. Yeah, I mean, you cannot deny we dominated most of the game. But, and I'll say this again, as my dad always says, if you don't take your chances, you don't win games. And it's just as simple as that. Yeah, and, and, and we ain't doing either right now. No. We're not. The last game we won was at the Emirates against Brighton, I think. If anyone wants to put me right, but I think that was the last one. Um, I think we do have a major problem, but with the finishing side of it. And and everyone is screaming for a striker. If you were listening to Gary Lineker, uh, Martin Keown, can't remember the other bloke's name because my brain's all fuddled tonight, all saying the same thing, really. Um, need someone to put the ball in the back of the net. Um, I was quite good. I was happy. I thought the team was okay. I was a bit surprised Eddie didn't play instead of Nilsson to start off. But what I did think was, what a wonderful to see Ramsdale back. I just had a little bit of smile when I, you know, I didn't expect him to play, if I'm honest. Um, and I was really pleased to see him in the team. Made one magnificent save. People are blaming him for the first goal, but I'm not so sure, but we'll get into that. So the general atmosphere around you was different then. Is that what you're saying? Because Definitely. And I think this is becoming a problem. I have to say, and I'm I am massive, I'm always massive supporters of the Emirates atmosphere. Last year it was rocking every single game. This year has not been the same. And it could be because of the ballot and the way the tickets are done. I I just don't know um what what, what the changes come. But it was quiet, Chris. I mm. heard Liverpool fans on the telly. I didn't hear us. Now to be fair, sorry to interject, Amanda. To be yep. fair, they get a quarter of the stadium as well. Um, so they had 7,000 there. So they And away fans are always loud. So when you get they in are. a situation like that, you're always going to find that. Um, but when you couple that with some of what's happened with the uh, with the cup allocation stuff, I just think it's compounded. And it's sort of I agree. But whether they had 7,000 or 17,000, we still had 40-odd thousand people there that needed to get behind the boys. Twice I saw Erdegaard go like that to the crowd and Martinelli did it as well. And that shouldn't be happening. Um, and, and this just reminds me, and I did tweet about this, of the Wenger days when we could all see desperately what we needed, yet 
it's not happening. However, the only good thing about this time of the year is the transfer windows open. I think everyone wants to go and get Ivan Tony or someone that can put the ball in the back of the net. I don't care who we get, Chris. If someone can put the ball in the back of the net, if someone can convert half our chances, we're going to win every game. The amount mm -hmm. of chances, that, that little section where we hit the bar, hit the goal, hit everything. I looked at Carl and I went, we're not scoring today. And you know I believe in the rub of the green, the ball falling for you, a little bit of luck. We didn't have it and we haven't had it the last few games. So everybody in the chat room, please let, let us have your questions. We're going to put as many comments up. We're all feeling, uh, we're all feeling the same way. There's no doubt about this. Um, I, I'm disappointed in a lot of ways. Talk to me about the first half, Chris. Yeah, well, it was an interesting one because... Reese Nelson was a bit of a surprise. We said Reese Nelson to me was a bit of a, a surprise, but within the first couple of minutes, he's in he's in behind. And do you know what? Let's this is going to be a, probably a roundly negative pod because of what the outcome and because yeah. we just lost three on the bounce. But I'm going to say it right now. I thought Ramsdale had a really good game, and within two minutes, he's pinged an absolute beauty yeah. in behind. Reese Nelson gets behind and he's a little bit unlucky. Um, then we have that period of dominance for the first sort of 10, 15 minutes. Liverpool get back into it. But I actually thought that first half, there was a lot to be impressed about. The only thing I wasn't impressed about is the confidence in this team has taken such a dent in the final third. And we have a big problem in the final third right now, as we've talked about. And I'm sure everyone's seen the stats on Twitter and et cetera, et cetera, about, you know, 65 shots, attempts at goal in the last three games. And we've scored one. And that was a sacker, you know, sort of ball that deflected after a, a, a save from uh, Leno. Um, the amount of touches that are being made, like Kai Havertz in particular, it's like he's like a Goldilocks player. It's like everything needs to be just right. His body position needs to be just right. You know, he needs to have, he, there needs to be, um, he needs to be facing a certain way. He, the ball needs to sit up just right because he wanted two or three touches a couple of, yeah. with a couple of the efforts tonight. And one of the ones where, um, when we hit the bar, you know, the ball's ricocheting here, there and everywhere, but it comes out to Odegaard and he just gives it a larrup. And then the second time when we really tested Alisson was Ben White coming in and Alisson just kind of flipped the ball over. You know, these were those kind of pot shots that we're not taking at the moment because every player wants an extra touch. And to me, that is symptomatic of a team that is lo low on confidence and everything needs to be perfect because they're not sure. They're not willing to take a gamble. And to me, that's a that's a big problem what we've got now because like you've got a sucker swiveling the ball over in the second half. But yeah, it's it's not working at the moment and I don't know how to solve it. That I felt more safe with Ramsdale. I don't know if we're being unfair on Ray or I'm not really normally like unfair on players, but I felt safer. I felt like he gave a bit more energy. That ball to Nelson... That was, and he should have done better. There's so many times where I go, why didn't he pull it back? Why didn't he do this? And you're right about Havertz, and they kept saying that on the TV. He's taking Alan Shearer. Alan Shearer was so pro-Arsenal the first half. He was, you know, he was seeing all the domination. He was seeing all the fantastic football, and he kept saying the same thing. Why is he taking that extra touch? It was like he wanted us to score. I don't know who he dislikes more, us or Liverpool, but I thought he was a very fair pundit, if I'm honest. The other one, well, can't even talk about that. Um, 
I, just, I, I felt with Ramsdale, it was lovely to see him back. And when he made that magnificent save in the second half, he had the biggest smile. You wouldn't have seen this, Chris. But they all went up to him. And I, I do wonder this situation with Arteta, has he caused this? Has has it has it jolted the team in a way? I, I don't know. I thought Ben White played better at, at certain points today. Um, I thought Erdegaard played okay. I really did. The problem we've got is, and I, I said this on the last pod when I was with um, James. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When when Erdegaard had a bad game last year, Martinelli was on fire. When Martinelli had a bad game, Saka was on fire. When Saka had a... And he never had a bad game, but when he had a quieter game, Erdegaard was on fire. The problem is now, no one's on fire. When he brought Martinelli on, I thought it was awful. Now, I think they're all awful at the moment. If I'm honest, I can't can't pick out anyone that would be my man of the match. But... um, the problem you have as well is this left-back situation. You've got Tommy at the Asian Cup. You've got Jurian Timber injured. You've got Zinchenko apparently injured. And you've got Kivior who just doesn't look good at left-back, does he, Chris? I didn't think, well, again, I'm watching it in stadium, so I don't get benefits of replays. And also, if you think where I am, it's lower tier, row 11. So you don't yeah. see as much of the game. I didn't think Kivio was that bad in the first half. He didn't have a lot to do. And in the second half, Liverpool weren't attacking on that left-hand side. So it wasn't Kivio that was the problem. I think Darwin Nunez got in a few times um, behind Ben White. I think Ben White, um, it's, he half dealt with him. But I thought Kivio that wasn't that bad. But then, of course... Um, I, they don't show any replays in the ground. So I haven't actually seen the goal other than live. And I get I get told that it was an own goal off of Kivior. So I don't know if you can just explain to me how that happened. But it looked a little bit like Ramsdale flapped it a little bit. But I don't know whether or not that's... It's a goal. hard one, this, because he flicks it on into the goal. <laughs> and mm. Ramsdale sort of come for it. I don't know if I'd blame him for it, if I'm honest. Everything's um, going against us at the moment, isn't it? It like, is, and this is like why that. this is why I keep saying, and I drive Cole mad with it about the rubber, the green. You know that ball goes in off the post from Erdegaard. It's a different game. 
it is a totally different game. But we need that bit of luck. And I thought we got it at Fulham when Saka like bowled it over the line and it was a bit of a fluky goal and stuff. I thought that was it. You know, there we go. We're going to start off again, but we're not. And we're now out of the FA Cup. Um, and someone's just asked a question and I'm just going to ask it now. Sorry. Um, there we go. Do you guys think finishing full for a be a success for Arsenal? Rahul, welcome to the show, Rahul. And please, everyone, when you send us a question, tell us where you're from. We just love to know where you are in the world. Um, I'll um, tell you what. You, I'll answer that. You answer, no. I'll go next. No, because I think we're the third best team in the league. I do think that. We are suffering at the moment. We are suffering from profligacy in front of goal. We are suffering from an element of fatigue. We are suffering from confidence being down and we are suffering through injuries. But we are still the third. But I still believe we're the third best team in the league. So finishing fourth isn't a success. We've had lots of people come on here in the chat and over this during this season and last season and say, uh, are we going to win the league? Well, I'll tell you now, we're not because we're, we're the third best team in the league because we we don't have the strike force options that City and Liverpool have. And that's one of our big problems because we've got, we're all talking about, oh, Saka's suffering at the moment or, um, you know, uh, maybe he's carrying a knock, but we're playing him every week because Arteta doesn't trust the other options in behind. He's only just, this is Reese Nelson's first start in God knows how long. Um, you've got Trossard who doesn't seem to be trusted and he hasn't played well in those wide positions. We made the mistake last summer in not prioritising more depth in our attack. And we went for Kai Havertz instead. And do you know what? I'm not going to bag on Kai Havertz because I thought he's coming in as the left eight and as a player who's versatile. So if we need him to, he can play up top. But largely speaking, he's coming in as the left eight. Maybe that's worth it. Maybe that's worth a punt like in, as a Xhaka replacement. But £65 million felt steep for a player that hadn't succeeded. He's done well of late. I didn't think he was amazing tonight. He had a couple of nice bits, but it wasn't amazing. And in my opinion, that money could have been better spent. I was uh, listening to the Latte Firm show as I was driving back, and they were talking about David Raya costing £30 million. Let's just set the record straight. David Raya hasn't cost us anything yet from an FFP perspective. We pay that money in the summer when we trigger the clause. He's on loan at the moment. Yeah. So people saying we've spent 100 and whatever million quid on Raya and and um uh, and Havertz, I get the Havertz thing, but we haven't spent a hundred million. We've spent about sixty. Well, we spent sixty-five million on Havertz. There's questions to be asked there, but you can't you can't lump the rare money in with that. Right. So, what I was going to say is what Canterbury Gooners said. Finishing fourth is not success, but okay if you're winning other trophies as well. If we win the Champions League, I'll take fourth. That's never happening. Yeah, but. We won't ask that question, and that's what I'm saying about what Canterbury Gunnar. I was just about to say that's why I was going to say it. All right, I'm going to ask you that question. Are we going to win the Champions League? I don't know, Chris, because football's a funny game. Football's a funny game, okay? I'm not sitting here saying tonight that we're going to win the Champions League, but I always like to put a spin on things. I've been watching football, what, since the mid-70s. I've seen the Dross. I've seen the Grey. I've seen us go to Anfield in 89, and no one give us a hope. So. I can't sit here and say, yes, we will. No, we won't. I'm not, I'm not like one of those, uh, just be positive for the sake of it. I don't feel very positive tonight at all. I'm trying to get myself up 
to try and think where's a goal going to come from and I just want to um, address something that I've starred because I want to explain what I mean by this um hold on sorry um here we go so Tucky said rub of the green Liverpool hit the bar twice you make your own luck they hit the bar in the league game what I mean by that is if you look at how many shots we've had and someone said I think it's 71 shots in the last three games. 65, I think, was a stat that's doing oh. the round on Twitter. But Even yeah, if it was 50 for three games, all right? Yeah. It's a minimum of 50 shots. And not one of those, apart from the Fulham goal, has gone in. That's what I mean by rubber the green. I am not talking about two chances here mm. that we've 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 been completely dominated. We've had two shots and they haven't gone in. That's not mm. what I mean by rubber the green. I mean just sometimes... The ball needed to be an inch lower for yeah. Erdegaard on the bar. So that's what I'm talking about, Tucky. I'm not giving any yeah. excuses here. Um, because, But all through life of watching Arsenal since the 70s and watching all football, I don't just watch Arsenal, trust me, I watch loads of football. You see it. You see it at United. When one of them goes down and they get a penalty, we, we just don't. The Invincibles run when Wayne Rooney dived and that's all you can say he did do to end that run. A little bit of luck that day and it wouldn't have ended. So that's all I mean by that, Tucky. I'm not giving them excuses. But when you've got 50, 60, possibly 70 shots and not one bar one has gone in, say 69 shots or whatever it is, and only one's gone in, that's what I mean by that. Yeah. So thank you for your comment. I appreciate it. Add to that, Amanda. If you think about it, Aston Villa basically scored with their first shot and then sat back and defended the whole time. Uh, West Ham pretty much scored with their only two chances and sat back and defended. Now, I agree. We have to take. We have to do better. There was still time in both of those games for us to score, and that is on us. But it just films we're getting maximum punishment for the minimum sort of that teams are coming up against us, particularly in those games. And with Fulham, even with the Fulham one, the, the, the goal that Fulham scored, you know, it was key cops, it was Keystone cops defending from Arsenal, but it ricochets off about four players and just falls straight to Reed, who's right in front of goal with with um, with Raya in front of it. So it just feels like, like we're getting maximum punishment. And even today, you know, Liverpool had had a couple of chances, but so we had a couple of chances. It was basically, to me, a nil-nil, a one-one type game that, once again, we can't finish our dinner. And in return, Liverpool get, you know, that flick off of Kivior's head and suddenly the game's basically over at that point. Because, And I wonder if you could tell this on TV, Amanda, but it felt to me in the stadium that as soon as that goal went in, the first few passes that we made, it was sideways, it was slow. It was like the lads, the heads had just gone down. What do you think? We just can't cope when we go 1-0 down. I was dreading it. I was dreading going 1-0 down. But as the game progressed, I said to Cole, the next goal's going to win it. It's just, that's going to happen. It was 0-0. I mean, we the frustrating thing is, Chris, we played some really lovely football. We did against West Ham. Not so much against Fulham, but we did against West Ham. And and what I say about rubber the green, and Tucky said again, and I appreciate your comments, it's not rubber the green. It's not like it's bad finishing. I'd get that if it was 5, 10, even 15 chances. We've had 50, 60 shots. I mean, just one, for God's sake. I felt like praying and saying, just one, just something go for us. Well, you know, 
Can I just jump in just quickly? Uh, Mark uh, Backriding um, has just said in the chat, Arteta's training schedule for Dubai. Number one, work on finishing. Number two, work on taking corners. The first corner that Gabriel Martinelli took today, which just didn't even... It was almost like watching an under-11s game where the wind's coming in and there's some poor lad who's booting the ball as hard as he can, but he's only about four foot tall and he can't get it even as close as the near yeah. post. It was that week but yeah uh, work on taking corners three work on finishing four work on taking corners and repeat every single day mark top top message absolutely spot on mate sorry amanda go on that's okay that's fine i think what we'll do chris we'll just go to questions and things because uh chris sorry i don't want to call you mark um because i think we all know the game we all know how it went but let's well, just you one before we get yeah, into sure. other questions um now i am of course uh uh, so I'm, I suffer from being in a stadium. You suffer from obviously you get caught up in the emotion and you don't get replays and stuff like that. You don't always hear kind of the more neutral perspective. It felt to me like there was a 60 40, not big decisions, but every little niggly decision 60 40 in favor of Liverpool tonight. Um, as the as the away team, which really surprised me because normally as the home team, you normally get 60 40, but um... certainly the fans were were crying about that. We were all uh, we were all uh, up in arms about that. Do you think that was true? Do you think Liverpool got a bit more rub of the green or not really? Not really. There was a couple of decisions that I thought were fouls and I shouted, but it was only two. Um, okay. But the, but what my Liverpool friends were tweeting me was, how the hell did who Harvey Elliott get booked and Erdogan didn't? So each fan sees it so through their own rose-tinted glasses. I said probably because Harvey Elliott swore at the um, referee and Erdogan didn't swear. And they laughed at me. And I said, well, because they all tweeted it straight away and said, Elliott gets done, but Erdogan didn't. So I, I, there's no way I've walked away from that, thought the ref was outrageous. I didn't. And I'd be the first to say it. Um, it was nice that there was no VAR because you don't, you don't even need to discuss it. I thought there was VAR today. No, I don't think that. Well, I don't yeah, know, but no, there was. There, there is VAR for grounds that actually have the capabilities oh. for it. So it's just well, that we, there were literally no contentious decisions. No, so. There wasn't anything. There was one handball that was on opposite, uh, on the East End side, um, where Trent, oh, I think. Trent, had, yeah, Trent yeah. handballed it. And it then... definitely was a handball, but you can't blame the ref because he's Trent's back to him. But where was the assistant linesman? But those things are going to happen in football. I'd rather have that than no VAR, than have yeah. VAR, to be honest. Um, but but no, there was nothing. I didn't look at the ref, Chris, and think, bloody hell, he's so Liverpool. I heard the Arsenal fans sing who's the scouser in the black. I did hear that. So I thought, oh, maybe they're seeing something. But remember, you watch it at home, you get replay after replay and commentary and stuff. And I do feel that Alan Shearer was very fair with us. What was happening was the people on Twitter were going mad at Shearer for being very pro-Arsenal. And I was laughing. I said, he's never pro-Arsenal. However, um, let's just, sorry, I haven't seen the comments. It would be nice to see if people did think the ref. Is anything? I haven't looked, sorry. Uh, agree, yeah. Ref, yeah. Um... Tucky said, agree, Amanda, ref was totally okay. Uh, oh, there was VAR, sorry. Maybe because we just didn't see it. Um, can I ask you a question let's get into the questions in a second I just want to ask you one more yeah sure I've seen and heard a lot of people talking about Arteta out yeah I'm a bit, I'm a bit confused by this because you have yeah, to understand Chris right? you have We've to understand in a row. unfortunately Christopher the people that want 
Arteta out from day one will never change their minds because they've got this like ego that they could never turn around and go, actually, I was wrong. Okay. Actually, I was wrong. I never wanted Emery out. And at the very end, I had to admit I was wrong. He wasn't right for the job. And I just said, yeah, I remember slating Monreal and then he turned into a good defender. So, but a lot of people can't do that. So the minute anything goes wrong, they don't like a sub, they don't, a goal scored. It's this constant Spanish something they call him, don't they? But I think, I I think at the moment it is anything, Chris, that they can jump on. I'm sorry, but if you are in our chat room and I'm going to say this, you can't be a serious football fan if tonight your first words are Arteta out. You, we have to, what, what do you do? Just a bad run of a few games and mm. then you want the manager out. Mm. You lot didn't what... want Wenger out for years on end. There was loads of people that didn't want him out. But look, I, I'm angry. I feel that giving three minutes to ESR is disgraceful. Yeah, I was annoyed with Arteta. I'm not sitting here because I am probably one of his number one fans like you are, Chris. But I am here as an Arsenal fan to critique the game. Yeah. I don't know what Arteta was doing. Well, first question of night actually relates. It's a good segue into this. Um, Carl has asked, Carl, you're not putting in the chat this evening whether we're going to win the league, are you? Eh? Come <laughs> at me, yeah? Constantly caught me for sitting on the fence. Um, is the result today on the players and the manager? Now, seriously, that's actually a very good question because... I think, me personally, I think they both have to take a little bit of the blame. Because I think, as you said, I don't think his subs were great. I think Martinelli, for the first few minutes, looked like he um, he was on it. Yeah. And he beat his man a couple of times. And then he just seemed to stop. And it's, it's like confidence drained from him or something. So I don't think Arteta got the substitutions right tonight. And it's, it's, it's on him. It's, it's incumbent on him to fix this problem. And the problem is, how are we going to get these players better in front of goal? You know, it is down to him, Chris. And his results will prove whether he gets a new contract towards the end of May, because I think his contract's at next season. Um I, I support him. I think what he's trying to do, I think we've just had a few bad games. And and actually, in a weird way, we haven't had a few bad football games. We just can't put the ball in the back of the net. Now, you don't win games, obviously, and I do realise and appreciate that. But actual football's been okay, And I'm not sure what Artes has come out and said tonight because he didn't – I haven't seen any interview from him. It would be really interesting because we've got so many comments here. Do you want me to – I've – Got you it. have I've a look. Yeah, and I'm going to answer David Ziegler's question. David, welcome to the show. Now, I know David's from the States, so thank you for watching. Did we lose it or did they win it? I think they won it, if I'm honest. They took their chances. It was a smash and grab, wasn't it? They basically yeah. they took their, their chances. We had more chances than them. I think we edged the first half. It was a bit more even in the second half. They had to ride out a storm. But... The difference between the two teams is what happens at the top end of the pitch. Um, I think I might end up in cold sweats tonight with that chance in the back post that Martinelli crossed it and then yeah. Saka has just ballooned it over. Yeah. I mean, Saka last season is levering that into the goal. So yeah. we've got a lot of challenges in the in the final third at the moment. And the problem is, is that we haven't we haven't got the bodies that can come in where we say, like, if we started, there's not a, there's not a player at the moment that starts ahead of, 
Saka, Martinelli or Jesus that we go, oh, OK, yeah, no, I'm happy with that. That's a like for like. It just doesn't happen. Um, just a few quotes from Arteta on the game. I haven't seen a team in the past six months that has generated what we have done against them. We haven't capitalised. When my team plays with that courage and attitude against probably the best team in Europe right now, what I can do is stick by them. On Arteta demanding, on Arteta on fans demanding a signing up front. What I beg from the supporters is that they are behind this team. Stick behind the team. They are incredibly good. They deserve the support with their attitude. Arteta on how frustrating. Yes, it's frustrating. But what can I do? I can't tell them play bad, don't shoot, and score and, and score an own goal. Arteta on Jesus. He had some pain on the knee. We've done a scan that shows something. Hopefully, it's not something big. Arteta on potential business, and this is the final one, then I'll come back to you. Uh, one thing is that we need, an, one thing we do need is on, Arteta on potential business. One thing is what we need and another is what we can do. What yeah. we can do is stick behind those players and make sure we stick behind those players. And that's really important. Okay, another question from Wookie Cookie. Welcome to the show. It's not James's cousin or brother, is he? <laughs> I think if James was on here tonight, after I've seen his tweets, he's absolutely fuming. It's probably best he's not on. Hmm. Would you prefer Palace game to be next week so we can get this out of our system? Or is it better we have another week until we play a game? I'm from Watford. Used to live in Crouch End. Hello, Watford. Lovely. I'm just Um, around the corner from there. No, no, no. I don't want to watch Arsenal next weekend. I need the break. Absolutely don't want it. Um, If we won today, then yes, we'd want it as quick as possible to get the momentum going. No one would want a break because of obviously West Ham and uh, Fulham. But no. What about you, Chris? Uh, Absolutely not. And I don't think I don't think it would help us either. This extra week, we need it because we need to have the players rejuvenated. We need a reset. But also we need to see some returns. Like I want to on that first Arteta press conference on not next Friday, but the Friday after, what I want to hear is Thomas Party has been in training in Dubai and hopefully within the next couple of weeks, he'll be in the first team. Zinchenko is absolutely fine. He's been training with us. Mm-hmm. Gabriel Jesus is absolutely fine. He's been training with us. That's what I want to hear. Oh, and we've managed to uh, get a bit of rest into a few of the legs and the likes of Ben White, Saka, et cetera, et cetera. We are ready to go. That's what I want to hear. Yeah. Who is... Who's that? Newman. Newman. Are you all right, Newman? No, he's never Someone he's never liked Arteta, to be fair to him. And that's Someone why I need think... to go around to his house and give him a cuddle. <laughs> we we're a show that will always put up everyone's comments. Um, but I've Newman has, has been on many uh, chat rooms that I've been in and I know how he feels. And, and he's totally entitled to his opinion. I disagree, and that's fine. Um, but thank you for your comment, Newman. Tucky again. How many strikers has he purchased? In four and a half years, he signed Jesus and he's not a proper striker. That was a question from Tucky. Let me leave that up there a second. Uh, well, that is going to be his litmus test, isn't it? Um, his litmus test is in, in the attacking third, because even now, this, this window, we're hearing stories that we're rumoured with a left back. And I'm like, what are we going to do in six months time? When we've got seven left backs, but we're still we're still saying that Eddie Nketiah is the backup to Gabriel Jesus, who can only stay fit for a third of the season. Mm. It doesn't he's got to do something, and he's got to do something quick. Yep. Um, and Karen Russell, do you think whilst wind away in Dubai, Arteta will change the style of play back to what it was last season? I said this to Carl over dinner. Oh, hello. <laughs> is that Gunner on your shoulders? That is a. Uh... <laughs> 
That is Iago, who is uh, oh, Iago. just trying to distract me. This is the right thing to do. Distract me after such a horrible game. Um, do you think I last did, year... Sorry, I did say this, Chris. I said to Carl, why can't we just go back to last year? Hmm. How we were playing was just beautiful. And at this time of the... At this stage, we were top and we were flying. Yeah. But the we thing is, is, I think he got P. I got. I think he got PTSD from the last two months after we lost Saliba. So now we injuries. Just, yeah, go on. Yeah, I think he's just. And also, teams are playing differently against us now. We we're we're getting doubled up on. They're sitting yeah. in a lower block. We weren't getting that last season. So it's a little bit differently. No, it's true. Look, even Barry said, um, "The cat has had enough." <laughs> He's had enough. He's Carl done. Stark wants Mbappe in the summer. Link to that. Next question, uh, John Rowe. Where do you think we need to buy in January? Striker, fullback, midfield, all of the above? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if he went and bought a striker in January, I think I'd cry. I think I'd just be like, you know, is it really, really interesting? Obviously, I listened to Ivan Tony on Diary of a CEO podcast about six months ago five months ago mm. and I don't really I didn't know know much about him obviously I knew he'd been banned and I was really interested in listening to him he really likes Arsenal and this is before anyone sort of mentioned him and I was thinking do you know what I wonder if Arsenal would even buy him next year because obviously he's coming back in January is he back now can he play now uh, I, think I think it's I think it's towards the end of January right. he'll be available and I was thinking to myself It'd be good for Arsenal. And then never really thought nothing of it. And then everyone started mentioning him. It's only because I listened to the podcast and I quite liked his attitude and um, and how, what he spoke about Arsenal. He does like Liverpool as well. But The problem I have with Ivan Tony is that, it, yeah, he's a target man. Yeah, it will give us something different. But the problems we're having is that the players that are getting the ball in the wide positions yeah. are missing guilt-edged chances. So, like, take that Saka chance from tonight... Ivan Tony's not going to be in that position, is he? He's going to be more central. So that's we just we need those players to pick up their form. That's that's the big problem that we've got. Um, we're creating chances, we're not finishing it. Yeah, it'd be good. The challenge we've got with Ivan Tony as well, he's been out for nine months. He's been training. This is a, this is the equivalent of this us saying that we should sign a player who's only just back in training from an ACL injury because so Jan the sixteenth he can play Barry said okay yeah but he's but he's only been doing match he's only been doing training he's not match he won't be match fit it for a striker as well to get his touch it might take him six weeks he's been training since September by the way yeah but he mentioned that on the podcast he said I'm allowed back training from September but it's um. But it's, it's still not match sharpness, is it? That's my issue. And I'm, I'm just not sure on Ivan Tony. I just don't think he's going to be the panacea that everyone seems to think. But um, And it's because he's been out for so long. But anyway, um, got any more questions? Can we Andy, go for that? Andy B is interesting. Amanda, without Xhaka and a Xhaka-style type and us being less predictable and functional on the left side, we can't go back towards what we had last season. The, yeah. manage, the manager panicked tactically. What, because Jacka went? That's an interesting uh, perspective. I think he's tried to just... I think what what's happened is, as I said, I think he got PTSD from the end of last season. So what he wants is to build a more sturdy defence and he doesn't want to rely on the Rob Holdings that we had last season. So we've built a stronger defence. I think the uh, introduction of Declan Rice sit, sitting in front of the back four has helped that as well. So defensively, we're more assured, um, although it doesn't feel like that of late, 
And I think we've suffered with the likes of Thomas Partey being out because Thomas Partey is a line breaking, uh, line pass breaking midfielder. And what we've ended up having is we haven't had that guy for the best part of half a season. Mm. So we do need to prioritise that certainly in the summer. The hope is that Partey can get back soon for me. And then I think we need to be able to have a versatile forward player that can, in fact, if we had another Gabriel Jesus type player, I'd be all right with that because they can play centre forward, wide left, wide right. And that and that and that way you can bring Saka out if he's got a knock. You can bring Martinelli out. You can you can stick this guy up top. Um we need to find something like that. Interesting. Everyone's saying he scored a hat trick behind closed doors. Look, it's a bit of a different game to a Premier League game, but who knows? I don't think we'll see Party again. I think he'll be off this month, if I'm honest. Um, right. Tucky, another question. Welcome to the show, Tucky. Tell us where you're from. Okay, Amanda and Chris, at what point should he question, in your opinion, at what point is that acceptable? Um, I think this season we need to finish in the Champions League spots. And if he gets that, I think we just address in the summer where where the season's gone well, where it's gone wrong what's what's been successful and what hasn't at the moment we're sitting fourth but a couple of wins against palace forest and if we can beat liverpool i know everyone will probably laugh at that given that we've just we've just faced a, a beating of liverpool and they will have robertson back and they will have van dyke back and they will have um you know soberslai probably back and they'll have a better team than they had tonight but hopefully so will we Zinchenko, mm. gabriel jesus um i'm hopeful i think I, i've got a sneaky feeling that they might be looking at that Liverpool game as a potential one that party can start back up in. So I think not, the next couple of weeks will be interesting. Going back to the striker situation, could we not take one on loan until July? Um, well, sorry, until the end of the season. You and Karen are obviously thinking alike. Because oh. that's exactly what she just said. Um, the problem with the loan deal is that who's going to loan players? If you're, you're either loaning players with a view to buying them because of financial fair play. So it's effectively saying to a team, we're going to buy this guy, but you'll have to wait until the summer. Um, so can't we loan Ivan, Tony? <laughs> I yeah, mean... Why would Brentford do that unless Arsenal committed to buying him for like some ridiculous fee? Well, give Raya if back remember, and we'll take Ivan, Tony. <laughs> yeah, if you remember as well, I think you can't loan the same players. You can't loan certain the same players from the same club or something like that. The other part of that is that Brentford have just lost a couple of uh, their strikers and they're down there fighting. So I suspect that they need every goal scorer they possibly can. So that's why I think they'll. there's no way, unless Arsenal came in and said, we'll give you £120 million for him, which would be stupid to do. I just can't see it. We've got a scouser in here and he makes a point. I support Liverpool, but I think Arteta needs to switch to two strikers. Jesus needs a partner. He's not good as a number nine. Welcome, Rob. Thank you for coming on and thank you for not taking the mickey out of us. Um, and well done on your win. Um, what do you think on that? I mean, obviously, the fact that he played for City and Liverpool have that rivalry with City, they probably know quite a bit more about Jesus than we did before he joined us because we didn't take much notice, I wouldn't have thought. Um, it doesn't well. I think it would be interesting to see if we're putting Havertz up top and Gabriel Jesus wide. That might be interesting because then you've got that that foil. But Arteta's not going to play two up front because he it will change his system. And we just I just don't see him doing it. So it's almost a mute point, really. Right. And Cole said you can't loan more than one player from the same club. Well, that's out then. Yeah, we've got to buy him. <laughs> yeah. Should we do one more question? Yes. Go on. You you can put whatever one up. Would fans be willing to take top three three if it's a 
if it's a big if we spend hold on would barry burn would fans be willing to take top three if and it's a big if we spend well in the summer or risk buying now and try to compete for this season what would you do amanda i'd buy now but i'm impatient and I'm not tactical. I, I go from the heart and the emotions and I can see the amount of chances we're making um, that if someone just could put half of them, a quarter of them away, we're going to win every game. Mm. We're not actually playing badly. And, mm. and actually talking about it for the last 40 minutes has actually helped. I'm much more calm. I do find it. I didn't want to, Chris. I was going to say, I'm not coming on. If you and James would have been on, I would have probably would have bowed out because I've had enough. Um, but it's actually gone quite well, as in how I feel now, because I think, okay, uh, you know, we're not playing badly. Go out and grab someone that can put the ball in the back of the net. Yeah. Um, I'm, I think I'm similar, but only with a caveat on depends on price. And the reason I say that is because the, the reason why we're all having this conversation about FFP and, oh, we can't go out and buy everyone is because we went out and spent £100 million on Declan Rice, which is the right move. Yeah. But then we spent £65 million on Kai Havertz. Yeah. So imagine if there's we go and do another Kai Havertz type deal and spend £75, £80 million this window. And then in the summer, we say, oh, well, FFP, we can't do anything now because we did it in January. We're back to square one. So... I hope that there's some kind of a loan deal that we can try before you buy. Like, uh, imagine if somewhere out there, there's another Erdegaard type move that Arsenal could do, but in a forward position or in another area of the pitch where he needs strengthening. That would be my utopia at the moment. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I would I would keep the powder dry unless something amazing comes up because I just think that we're going to have to. The problem we've had this season is that we've had some of these injuries like the timber ACL and party injury, it just feels like from very early on, we were, it was always going to be a tough one for us to properly compete for the title. Yeah. And Daniel Jesse said on the flip side, if we spend millions on a strike and they don't deliver, what happens then? Well, you can say he tried, you know, Arteta tried to get someone in and it didn't work. Um, mm. I, I don't know. Anything yeah. else you want to put on? No, we'll do one more question and then uh, we'll go and cry into our pillows like everyone else for the evening. Uh, Andy Love, thanks for joining us, Andy. Um, also, um, we should probably mention uh, our lovely sponsor, Ruth. And uh, we've got a picture, a nice picture of some great stuff that she's got. Uh, this will cheer you up, Gunas. So, if you yeah. go and if are you going to put Why don't it we do on? that now and then we'll do Andy's question? Yeah, Let, let's do it now. This will cheer you up. Um, ruthbeckart.com is selling a lot of i'll wait for chris to put the picture up <laughs> oh, i thought you were doing it okay i'll do it I'll do that. <laughs> look at all these lovely north london forever is yours gold pins a lot of um there's a what's the word i'm looking for contribution not contribution profits some profits will go to the ben Kinsilla trust so please go and check her out she's our wonderful sponsor ruthbeckart.com does the most amazing artwork um, and gifts and presents and things like that so big shout out for ruth um right where were nelson we? in front of martinelli. nelson in front of martinelli yay or nay at the moment i'd say yes but it's a tight yes yeah i think I, nelson started well but then faded for me so i'd still stick with nelly i honestly think that 
Martinelli's not having a good time of it at the moment, Chris. Mm. So it's, I think, I don't think Nelson did, did much wrong, to be honest. And, 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 and the one question I would have for Arteta is why are you giving ESR three and a half minutes? Mm. It wasn't even, th- well, four minutes extra time, but six minutes to affect the game when you're one nil down. AT, why not bring him on? Why yeah. not go for it? It's not like the Premier League. You're out of the cup. You know, you're out of the FA Cup. The FA Cup that I absolutely love. And I will I want to bring Arteta to task on one thing. When he when he he's tried to divert it by saying um the best team in Europe. They mm. they're not even that good. I'm mm. sorry. They're not. And today it's because they're a little bit of a bogey side for us. Um, and I will bring him to task on that. And I know he's protecting his players and they must be on the floor at the moment. So there is a part of me that wants to end this podcast on a positive note. I have to be honest, I don't even know where we are in the league. I think we're third. We're fourth. fourth. Okay. Not the end of the world. By the time we come back, it's mid-January. Let's hope the Dubai sun has helped them. Um and they find their scoring boots because we are producing chance after chance after chance. Yeah. Here, here, Amanda. Here, here. So, Chris and I would like to thank all of you for joining us. And there's been quite a few of you, new ones as well. So, what we'd like you to do is, on the way out, would you mind please pressing like, leaving us a comment. And if you're on audio, I say this every week, it really would help to get the algorithm going, like I know what I'm even talking about. Um, if you could... Um, rate us and follow us on whatever audio platform you're listening on. We do appreciate you. We are going to wish you a happy new year. Unfortunately, it's not the happy Guna new year that we were looking forward to, is it? But <laughs> JJ's late to the party, isn't he? Um, Indeed. Have you got any more comments, Chris, to say goodbye before? Nothing from me. Um, Phil Macca. Sorry, Phil. <laughs> we're off now. <laughs> Look, yes, well, you want to watch another podcast, away, young let's, Phil. Let's all let's all get some time away and let's be back on it for Palace. And Absolutely. I want anger, rage, frustration all taken out on those Eagles. And just just to mention Palace, we've got a um preview show that we've got a couple of quite uh have interesting palace fans coming on so if you follow us and if you press that little bell on the um youtube you will get notified when shows come up so we appreciate all our followers happy new year here's to scoring goals and from chris and i always arsenal good night everyone sports social podcast network